till death do us part, or not. This Valentine's Day, we are going to focus on whether or not love exists after death. Does the energy of a romantic relationship exist after we die? There's so much talk out there about soulmates and twin flames. What does it all mean? And is it a thing in the spirit world? And does it mean that love does exist for sure after death? We'll explore this on Third Eyesight. My name is Juan Francisco, and I'm a psychic medium and tarot card reader. I've always been curious about the supernatural, the paranormal, and psychic abilities, and I'm here to share my stories and interview folks who want to share their own stories with us. Let's get to it. Happy Valentine's Day week. If you enjoy the show, a gentle reminder to give it a review or share it with people that you, whom you think would really enjoy hearing content on spirituality, psychic abilities, the other side, the supernatural, go ahead and share it. And giving it a review, whether on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you listen, that can that allows you to give a review to the podcast, giving a review helps boost the reach of the podcast. So I would really appreciate it. Thank you. So with Valentine's Day around the corner, I wanted to do an episode on whether or not love exists on the other side. Especially these days, there are so many conversations out there and readings focused on twin flames and soulmates and, of course, a lot of love readings in the tarot world. But in the spiritual, in the world of spiritual work in general, I've been hearing the phrase twin flames thrown around a lot. And I am actually not too educated on what a twin flame is. So just to start out this episode, I wanted to begin by reading the definition of a twin flame according to a couple outlets. So writer on Mind Body Green, Sarah Regan, or Reagan, R-E-G-A-N, wrote an article on what is a twin flame, 11 signs you found your, quote, mirror, mirror soul. And The definition that she provides of a twin flame is an intense soul connection with someone thought to be a person's other half, sometimes called a mirror soul. It's based on the idea that that sometimes one's soul gets split into two bodies. One of the main characteristics of a twin flame relationship is that it will be both challenging and healing. This is due to the mirroring nature of a twin flame. They show you your deepest insecurities, fears, and shadows, but they also help you overcome them and vice versa. Your twin flame will be equally affected by you. Importantly, each person is still whole on their own, says licensed psychotherapist Babita Spinelli. There is a misnomer that a twin flame completes you, she explains. In reality, relationships are meant to encourage you to be more complete in your own right. I love that, by the way. And on Parade.com, which is the website for Parade Magazine, writer Wendy Went, uh, she wrote an article called What is a Twin Flame? Plus Signs You've Met Your Ultimate Match. And it says here, according to... (laughs) She uses Urban Dictionary. According to Urban Dictionary, twin flames are our most perfect mirrors because they are us in another body. Well, that's not a really strong definition. But I think you got an idea from the first thing I read, a strong idea of what a twin flame could be. 
So I've been hearing a lot about Twin Flames in the past year or two on Instagram and been reading things here and there, posts about them. And there was a medium that I used to follow who used to say that a Twin Flame is not necessarily your significant other in the in this lifetime. Your Twin Flame could be your mother, your father, your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your grandfather. Um, it could be anybody. Just someone whose soul you you just connect so well with. And they are meant to challenge you. It's not meant to be an easy relationship with that person. They are meant to challenge you. So I want to sort of, I want to just get grounded first on all the talk that's out there about soulmates and twin flames and and love. For many of us, we grew up with the Disneyfied version of romance. A prince will come to save us. We're damsels, damsels in distress. Um, and for, for those who are in the opposite role, like being the prince or being like the savior, like you, like we're taught either to be the damsel in distress and someone's going to come save us from ourselves and our situation or our life or lifestyle. And on the opposite end, some people are brought up to believe or, or have be- started believing that uh, from an early age that they are meant to save people, to help people come out of their situations and, and and be the person to be be the knight in shining armor. I want to sort of dispel all of that for a bit and just let's start from ground zero. And no, this will not be a relationship podcast episode. There is a point to me sharing all of this. So let's get back to the question. Does love exist on the other side? 100% it does. But there are nuances that come with that. So there are different types of love in the physical world, right? Love for a friend, love for a significant other, love for a parent, love for a child. For some people, for many people, the love for a child is unlike any love they have in their life, even more than the love they have for their their romantic partner, which I think makes sense, but I won't speak for everybody. And these different kinds of love, it, it just shows that love can express itself in different ways and is different according to the type of relationship that, that it pertains to. On the other side, there is just love, period. There's no different form that comes with it. It doesn't come in different shapes and sizes or different forms and different styles. There is just love, love, period. That's what I've come to learn. And by the way, everything I share in this podcast episode is what I've come to learn through the things I've read, but also the way I've channeled souls from the other side. Unconditional love just exists as it is in its purest form on the other side. I do believe that the love we have for a significant other is a very particularly and special, very particular and special kind of love because we are deciding to love somebody from uh, with whom we have no blood relation. Some of us have a lot of love for our parents. I know all of us, not all of us do, so I want to acknowledge that. But s- some of us have love for our parents or love for our siblings, and there is a sort of expectation to love them in addition to the love that we do have for them. Because they're our family, we're expected to love them for many of us. So I'm not saying that love is fake, but it is. it is almost sort of, a given that you love your family in many cultures, that's what the approach is. With a significant other, you are deciding to love somebody if it is a healthy relationship, a healthy love relationship. So there's something so different about romantic love. You are deciding to make somebody your family and build a family unit with them, even if it's just the two of you or the two of you and a dog. 
Kids don't have to be in the picture, but a family can look different in many different ways. Now, when we pass, our souls don't forget that decision we made with that person. Our souls are are closely linked with that person that we called our romantic partner. Or for those of you who are polyamorous, several romantic partners. Gotta be fair. (laughs) Gotta be inclusive. I am personally monogamous. Um, I'm going to talk as if we are speaking speaking about a monogamous uh, relationship style. So I just want to say this applies to people of all kinds of relationship styles. What's important is that decision to, to be physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually intimate with somebody and have them be your best friend for life that you have this intimate, close relationship with, you express yourself with. I don't think it's easy to define romantic love, but maybe that's the closest thing I can get to it for now. So that decision to love that person and make them a part of your life and theirs a part of yours, I'm sorry, theirs, (laughs) yours a part of theirs is what I mean to say. It is such a special decision and the soul does not forget that. So when I've channeled souls, like husbands of, of people who are still on planet earth, I actually haven't channeled many wives mostly husbands, for those that I that I would read, that I have read so far. When I've channeled them, they're still sharing the love that they have for the person who is in the physical world. But the thing is, on the other side, there is not one love greater than another. The love for my friend when I'm on the other side will not be more important than the love for my father or my mother or my significant other, and vice versa, the love for my significant other on the other side will not be more significant. Well, say that three times. <laughs> significant, significant, significant. It will not be bigger. It will not be more important than the love I have for my best friend or my brother or my sister, my own child. It's sort of like an equal playing field on the other side, and there's so much love to give that there's no reason to divide it. There's no reason to quantify it, to qualify it. It is just all love. And when you listen to or read about the near-death experiences of people, they often share that when they're in heaven, what they might call heaven, the other side, that they feel nothing but unconditional love. And it's the most secure, safe feeling love they have ever felt. When you have that secure, safe love, you don't need anything else. So when we're on the other side, we love everything equally. We love everything just as it is. And that means that that it is, it's, it's, eternal. It's eternal. There's, there are no bounds to it. There are no limits to it. And here's the other thing. Now, this is going to get a little juicy. What about your exes? Let's first talk about the exes that were not meanies. <laughs> exes that were kind to you, it just didn't work out. Or maybe you guys had a fight and it just didn't work out. Yes, even our exes are part of our spirit circle, our team spirit our spirit family, here and on the other side. So I have a few exes, and I'm sure when I die, we will meet again. Because we are in states of being on the other side that don't have the hang-ups, don't have, we don't have the insecurities on the other side. We don't have the, the grudges. If I decide to hold a grudge, that may affect the state of my soul, and that's my journey to take. But even while I'm in that state of soul being, on the other side, dealing with that grudge. 
I still have access to that unconditional love. And I've shared in an episode before about hell that I do believe we all go to the same place. My mind may change about that in years to come, but I feel pretty confident in saying that we all go to the same place. If I change my mind, I'll let you know because I want to be always honest and we are always learning. I do not have all the answers because I am not God. So if we all go to the same place, that surely means that our exes are going to be there in heaven too. There's a reason we're living as human beings. This all goes back to the spirit family idea that I just mentioned. The people we are in this lifetime with, the people that we love, the people we might feel we hate, the people who grind our gears, the people who lift us up, everyone that we have a close relationship with, for better or for worse, family, friends, lovers, exes, enemies, frenemies, they are part of our spirit family in some way, whether in the immediate family or on the outskirts of it. They're either immediate family or they're, they're relatives or extended family in the spirit world. They are with us each lifetime to help us learn more about ourselves. We come to this physical world to learn more about what it is like to grow. Because in the spirit world, there is growth in the spirit world. But from what I have read and what I've learned... It's easier to learn what it's like to grow and evolve when you're physically manifesting as a human being. Because there's so, so many unique challenges to being a human being that would not occur in the spirit world. So there's a reason we come into physical beingness. And so our exes that may have challenged us, upset us, those things people were in place in our lives to help us learn more about ourselves, to help us be more badass than we were before we were in that relationship. It's just up to us to decide whether or not we want to be the badass, to be the person that's stronger, to be the person that grows. And it's important to remember that if we believe that we all go to the same place after we die, then that means that our entire spirit family our exes, our frenemies, or enemies will be there. But we won't have those hangups, like I said before. There's unconditional love. So the love on the other side, we are all on, a equal, on an equal playing field. There are no, race does not exist. Gender does not exist. Socioeconomic status does not exist. The things that keep us, that we perceive as separating us in the physical world do not exist. There are no boundaries in terms of the, there are no boundaries in terms of, actually there are no boundaries at all because our true essence of ourselves, the childlike soul, that's what exists on the other side. And we therefore do not feel a need on the other side to compare ourselves as being one better than the other and one inferior to the other. And with exes and love interests of the past in our physical world, on the other side, because we're all dead, we're all in this field, in this, uh, in this atmosphere of unconditional love, you don't need anything from your ex. They don't, need any, they don't need anything from you while you're both on the other side. And there's only unconditional love and a recognition of what that person's role was in your life. I kind of talk about it like, and I've heard this metaphor before, so I, don't credit me for putting this metaphor together. Let's say you have... George Clooney, I'm naming some actors, George Clooney, Meryl Streep, 
and Diane Keaton, random names, actors, famous Hollywood actors. Let's say the three of them star in a movie together. In one, Diane Keaton is a mother, George Clooney is the son, and Meryl Streep is the sister, the daughter. Son and daughter with a mother. They make their movie, the movie's done. They tell a great story. They make another movie together, but in this one, Meryl Streep is a single woman, George Clooney is her brother, and Diane Keaton is her doctor. They make another movie. Diane Keaton is in a retirement home. George Clooney is her son. And Meryl Streep is the nurse who works at the retirement home. The same actors playing different roles. And in each movie, each actor is working with the other to make sure that the scene gets done. That the story is conveyed to the audience watching on the other side of the camera. We are all actors. Our souls are almost acting in each lifetime, in a different script, all to help each of us fulfill the purpose our soul wants to fulfill. Sometimes someone may be the villain. Sometimes they may be the uplifter. Sometimes the anti-hero. Sometimes they're the person that we fall in absolute love with. And in other, other lifetimes, other quote-unquote movies, stories, and our Rolodex of lives, lifetimes, they are the person that breaks our heart. But it's all to fulfill the purpose of your soul. What is your soul trying to learn? So you see, our souls are wanting to step into this world to participate in the story. And when we're back backstage in heaven, We're all, we take off our makeup, we take off our costumes, and we are not those characters anymore. But an actor, even an actor, brings to their role a part of themselves. So that soul will always be who they are, regardless of the role they take on in each lifetime. But when the actor finishes the play, they're backstage, and they talk amongst each other, the actors, differently, because they're not in their roles at the moment. On the other side, we are not in those roles, and we are the true essence of who we are. In a, in a, and like a bucket of unconditional love that is the other side. And there's no need for acting anymore because each person has everything they need at the moment while on the other side until maybe they go into the next lifetime with each other. And so when it comes to romantic interests and love, marriages, Well, first of all, marriage does not exist on the other side. Marriage is a human construct. Marriage is a human-made institution for legal reasons. Taxes, um, historically, it was for the the continuation of of a surname, a last name, for dynasties, for emperors and kings and queens. And marriages, marriages look different century to century. Marriage used to not be about love for many, many cultures, for many people. But marriage does not exist on the other side. The soul bond exists on the other side. And when we pass, like I said before, we are in this bucket of unconditional love. And there's nothing that I need from another person. There's nothing that you need from another person, another soul on the other side. And to be honest, it's almost as if you don't even need the other soul to be happy, 
to feel fulfilled, to feel the love, because you're all part of it already. They don't need to do anything. So yes, love does continue on the other side, but it's the same love that everybody feels on the other side, regardless of whether they were married, in a partnership, single, it doesn't matter. We all experience the same love on the other side. And what happens in a mediumship reading is when I'm channeling a spouse or somebody's romantic love, they will share with me the love they felt for the person that I'm talking to. Because that's in our human, our human brains can only understand, first of all, the person I'm reading who's in front of me wants to connect with the person that fell in love with them, that they fell in love with. So the soul is going to make me feel that special love. If they were to just tell me about the unconditional love that's on the other side, well, that's not validation for the sitter, for the person I'm reading. They need to talk about the love bond, the romantic love they felt for each other. It's the same thing, for example, when I'm shown the color baby blue, and that means something. Well, uh, colors do exist on the other side, but it's probably not called baby blue on the other side. It's just a a color. (laughs) We call it baby blue. Or when someone on the other side shows me a hammer. Well, hammers don't really exist on the other side, not the physical types of hammers, like the the physical solid types of hammers, not that I know of. And if they do, maybe they're not called hammers. That's what they're called in English. (laughs) In English, it's called a hammer. Languages don't matter on the other side. Physical objects don't matter. These are all representations. And they're also ways of helping the person in front of me to remember something about this soul that's coming through, who's coming through. And because we want to feel validated in the mediumship reading, it's important that the romantic love is acknowledged because that is what this human I'm talking to, that is what they know. To delve into the unconditional love, it it wouldn't really help if a soul tells somebody I, I'm here and I love you, but I love you unconditionally the way I love everyone else over here. That doesn't help the sitter because the sitter has not died yet and hopefully will not anytime soon. So they are not aware of that unconditional love on the other side that I'm talking about. That's not qualitative or quantitative. It is, it just is. The sitter is not, the sitter does not need to hear that at the moment. They need to hear how their husband, their wife, how their spouse remembers loving them when they were here and that they still love them. And more importantly, how they love them even a hundred, a thousand, a million, two million, one thousand million times more than they could ever imagine now that they're on the other side. There's nothing compared to the love people feel on the other side. We think that romantic love is sweet and beautiful, and it is. The love on the other side, the love of what some may call God is even bigger than that. We can't even imagine it. We can't even imagine it. But that doesn't mean we should discount the love that's here, that we feel here for people. Because that we need that love in physical manifestation here. We need that love here to help us grow as souls, to help us continue the script, the movie, the story that our souls want to tell. That's important. That's how we grow. That's how we get to know ourselves better. I know I'm talking in circles a little bit, and these are these are really heady, really um, semi philosophical thought wanderings. And I'm sorry if I don't sound very clear. This was meant to be an exploratory episode, but it's so important to know that yes, 
love does continue on the other side, but it is a love that is bigger than any love you could ever feel for another person in a romantic relationship. And that's important to remember because it gives us hope that there is that there is so much love out there for us. So much love out there for us. And look, last thing I want to say here is this doesn't mean that every relationship that comes your way, it's like, oh, this person, you know, they hurt me and they're abusive, but I'm going to love them anyways because there's unconditional love out there. You know, the universe is made of unconditional love, so I should love this person just the way they are. Boundaries are also important in relationship and important as we explore those relationships. When I said that boundaries don't exist on the other side, that's for the other side. In the human world, our soul needs boundaries, I believe, to help the soul grow. When we go backstage, we don't have to play with those boundaries anymore like we did on stage or in front of the camera, so to speak, like the movie metaphor. We don't need those boundaries. It's like when you are actually on a theater stage and you as an actor need to know where you're going to step, where you're going to stand so the audience sees you, but also so the person that you're acting with, that you're in a scene with, so that you are both dynamic with each other and facing each other and interacting during the scene and dialogue. But behind the stage, backstage, you don't need those boundaries. You don't have to be in position. But for the scene, it is very important. For the camera, it's really important. So I'm not saying let's get rid of boundaries, let's kumbaya and welcome everyone into our life because there are no boundaries and only unconditional love on the other side and just beingness with one another on the other side. No, we are meant to live a human life. We are meant to experience human relationship and navigate it and set boundaries and honor ourselves so that we can help ourselves grow and learn to love unconditionally. Even if that means setting boundaries, because loving unconditionally does not mean you let people step all over you. It means honoring them and their existence while also honoring your existence and honoring yourself. Sometimes the most honorable thing to do for somebody is to honor yourself. And that's hard. (laughs) That's really difficult. So I want to reiterate that everything I'm saying about love on the other side is not an excuse or a reason to welcome abusive relationship into your life. Abuse of any, in any form, emotional, mental, physical. It's not an excuse for that. It's not a reason to do that. I just want to give you the hope that if you've lost a loved one and or a spouse, a romantic partner, that they are still loving you from the other side. And is more a more perfect love than any love they felt for you when they're in the physical world. But they want you to remember what it was like when they loved you in the physical world. Because that kind of love is healing. And if you want to think about the boundless love they feel for you from the other side, maybe that can heal you too. Maybe that can help heal you. Not Maybe that in, itself, in and of itself will not heal you, but it can help heal you, I mean to say. I wonder if (laughs) I'm making any sense anymore, but please know that love continues and it's more than just the candy gram, secret admirer kind of love. It's more than just bringing you flowers. It's more than just giving you a spa day kind of love. Those are all acts of love, but the love that's available to us in the universe, 
in heaven, which I believe is all around us in different ways. We just have to decide to tap into it. That's a boundless love, and our loved ones are there in that heaven. And so are your spouses, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your your loved your your loved ones, your significant others. They are all within that dimension, and they remember the love they had for you when they were a human being in life with you. They remember that, and they cherish it, and they want you to be aware that they are around and that they feel unconditional love for you. (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say specifically in this podcast episode, but I think I'm going to leave it there. It might have not made any sense, but I hope that it inspires you to connect with your significant other this Valentine's Day. If there's someone who have passed and if you have lost a significant other, I just want to say I'm so sorry. And my love goes out to you. My heart goes out to you, my, and I send you supportive vibes if you're listening to this. Please know that you can keep talking to them because they still love you from the other side. They love you more than you'll ever know. And with that, I leave you to a beautiful Valentine's Day week. If you have any questions or you want me to talk about anything specific in upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at juan at juanfranciscospirit.com or use my contact form on my website. You can also DM me on Instagram at juanthirdeye. And the last note, speaking of secret admirers, I have scammers out there trying to copy my Instagram and posing as me and messaging people offering readings for way more than what I actually charge and with really bad English grammar, <laughs> I have to say, people are getting messages from fake Juan Third Eyes underscore underscore underscore. My only Instagram and Facebook are oh and Twitter Juan Third Eye. No spaces, no periods, no extra letters. Juan Third Eye. If you see a scammer, I'll call them secret admirers, who are trying to pretend to be me please report them and or block them or just ignore them if they message you. But reporting and blocking would be great. (laughs) So um, I like to think, I I would like to think that they are um, admiring how much I've grown on Instagram and they want a little piece of it. So I'll take it as a very annoying compliment, but I'll take it. (laughs) Have a beautiful rest of your Valentine's Day week. If you have a question or topic you want me to cover on Third Eye Sight, head to my website, juanfranciscospirit.com slash contact and send a message my way. If you really enjoyed this episode, leave a review wherever you listen. I'd really appreciate it.